0: you're listening to the networks podcast where we talk all things marketing and digital i'm your host lisa Ma, and i'm part of the team who run the face-to-face networks events across brisbane australia we're now bringing this great content to you the listener each episode is a live recording of a past panel discussion if you like what you hear The magic of these events is still being in the room and making connections in person. To check out when the next live event is on, visit networksevents.com.au or find the link in the show notes. So this is part C of our Inbound Marketing Conversation. If you haven't listened to parts A and B, we suggest you go back and do so now. In this episode, we'll be bringing it home with final top tips and audience questions and answers. Your panellists are Tyson Cobb from Business Depot Marketing, Deanna Jurzik of Apollo Films and Lucas Meadowcroft of Crofty Innovation and your panel facilitator is James Gauzy. Happy listening.
1: I wanna uh, kind of move on from content because we had a whole topic on content marketing uh, just a couple of months ago. So uh, I wanna move to where the rubber hits the road and, and where the content starts to convert into leads and where the leads start to convert into sales because that's what we're all here for, right? So. Let's talk a little bit about lead nurturing. Lucas, I know that you've had a little bit of, in, uh, of experience with this uh, using, uh, using HubSpot, I think it was, uh, with email sequences and that kind of thing. Can you tell me a bit about your journey in, in developing those, uh, those email sequences and, and what kind of outcomes you had from
2: those? Sure. Uh, I won't talk from a, a technical development point of view. I've got a team for that. Uh, but from a process point of view is, is what really uh, has won for us. So I would always go to a, go to a networking events, and you meet you know, heaps and heaps of people and you go, um, at one point I went over 300 networking events in a year, trying to figure out where my ideal customer was, trying to, yeah, you know, that scenario. So that's where it really started. And what I found really quickly, and I've mentioned this to a few people tonight already, people go to events because they go to events, um, they get business cards and they do nothing with them, right? So if we're going back to the original, uh, if we're talking about B2B uh, type of sales, which is what I'm in, once you've got that business card, what do you do with it, right? And so, I now have a full automated process. Actually, does anyone want to put their hand up and pass me their business card? Yeah, you doing?
1: Oh, we've um, got a magic trick coming. I can feel it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, it might not work for the uh, podcast. Cheers, man. Thank poor you. Poor podcast
1: audience. They're sitting there going, what is he doing? <laughs> he's holding a phone. I'm holding an iPhone. And, and, and he's uh, pointing it
2: at the business card. <laughs> 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 I've opened up um, Haystack. If you haven't heard of Haystack, it's an online digital business card uh, system. And they're uh, local, aren't they, Haystack? Haystack, uh, yeah, based here in Brisbane. They're a based uh, technology company. Uh, technology is out of uh, Israel. Uh, so all I'm doing right now is just scanning XCOM Darren's business card. Bit, sorry, one-handed here. Uh, so what the process is now, uh, because I've completely automated from start to finish, if we're talking about this networking uh, functionality, uh, if it read it properly, which it didn't, the the information being obtained from the business card is being automatically stored into my CRM through Haystack, which is linked to HubSpot. Once... Um, uh, I'll do this and you can continue, keep talking. Because uh, we've connected, we've met face-to-face, we now think that there's a possibility that we should meet up either from a partner journey or from a uh, sales opportunity journey. Uh, you'll receive an email from me. You have the ability to click onto to my link, my meeting link to book in a physical, either a phone call or... A, um, or a meeting, from that process then you get an automatic email which has some sort of information around uh, what we spoke about, depending on what topic I, I choose on my phone, uh, and then we can um, go to the next stage. So in, in B2B, not so much in consumer, in B2B it's all about um, trust, right? Um, and so we need to build trust, I'm looking at you eye to eye here, because uh, you don't know me, I don't know you. Um, and so now we are going to go a bit of a journey. And so through, uh, and we've used HubSpot and Active Campaign uh, and plus some other tools to, to allow this to happen, we now are going on an educational journey through a bunch of sequences and automation that we've built in through um, the conversation that we've chosen. So we deliver six products uh, and services. So depending on what our conversation is, I'll just choose innovation consulting for, for this uh, experiment. Um, now all the information you're receiving is about innovation consulting. It's about how to transform your organisation, Blah, 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 blah. So it's all now uh, completely automated through, uh, through the HubSpot uh, sales tools. So, so we're not, so we're not, not captured... talking marketing here, we're talking sales. So we've Different captured those
1: uh, customer details and now we've put them into a system which allows us to send automated marketing communications via Correct. email, via whatever contact details we have. Exactly. Uh, Tyson, you might be able to uh, elaborate a little bit on those tools that, that we're talking about. What does best practice lead nurturing look like right now?
3: Well, it comes down to first understanding what a lead is. Uh, a lot of people believe that a lead is ready to be sold to. And they are not, not yet, anyway. Um, so, in email marketing circles, a lead is somebody who's just given you their contact details. That usually just starts with an email address as the bare minimum. So then you can continually nurture that relationship that you have with them. And email is the best way to do that, I believe. Um, many people believe email is not effective, but it's still one of the highest converting uh, digital marketing channels around. It's hard to um, argue with, isn't it? It's, it's just so fundamental. That's right. And I, I guess the gold is in, is in a, uh, uh, the email list, but the true gold is actually in a well-segmented uh, uh, and well-nurtured email list. So the way that we do that anyway with with ourselves and with clients as well is just to provide uh, content... Them. I know I'm going back to the content, but inbound marketing is just so fueled by content. It is. And a lead doesn't want to be sold to. So we need to add more value to that relationship to the point where they trust us enough to get in contact and say, I love what you're putting down. Can we have a chat about this? It happens all the time for us at Business Depot Marketing. I get clients coming to me uh, you know, all the time who are on our email list and who are saying, I love this article piece. Can we catch up and have a talk about my business? Now, they aren't, you know, we're not, I'm not trying to sell to these people. I am just providing them, you know, me and my team and Pia's writing content as well is here and we are just providing content that we think they want to hear about and the problems that they are having and it comes, stems all the way back to the buyer persona and us really understanding what their pain points are and we are providing content to help them solve, that, solve, the, solve those problems. Technology does play a big part in nurturing those leads and uh, that's where, you know, we use HubSpot as well. Um, some clients, you can use Active Campaign that's got lead, lead scoring um, functionality as well. And it comes down to understanding who your, uh, sorry, what your qualifiers are of your ideal clients. So, you know, uh, from our perspective, from a B2B perspective, we don't work with anybody uh, who has a you know, a turnover of below $250,000, okay? Because I, we found that they don't want to pay for marketing, yep. so we don't want to have to try and sell, sell, sell to them and convince them that we are right. It's just not worth the effort. So the qualifiers for us are on all of our landing pages and our forms. You know, we've got questions that we're asking, like what is your annual turnover, what's your job title, uh, where's your location, because we don't service everywhere. Uh, and then we use that data to segment the list. We then set up lead scoring within HubSpot. We can do it in active Campaign as well. There's other tools out there that you can do it too. That kind of leads them through a journey and we are watching what they're doing. Automate, you know, it's, just all, it's all automated. Mm-hmm. Assigning them a number value. So if somebody reads 10 blog posts of ours and then visits my profile, that's a pretty hot lead because they're actually checking me out to see uh, you know, what we're all about. So we'll probably give them a plus 25 score or something like that. And if we found that the, qualify, the qualification to put them into a more sales-orientated workflow is like a plus 50, they're a business owner, they got an annual turnover of two hundred and fifty to, to, to 600,000 or something like that. They are not in the marketing or the creative industries because we don't want to work with those people because we're marketers as well. Uh, and you know, they're the most ideal clients for us. So we've qualified them to then start sending them on a little bit more of a deep dive, sending them more sales orientated messages without selling too much, we're still helping them.
1: So I've got to pump the brakes a little bit there because we're getting, we're running really short on time and this has gone all too quickly. I want to throw it out to the audience now because there are bound to be some burning questions that you guys have for our panellists that relate specifically to problems that you might be experiencing right now or uh, learnings that you need to take away from this event. So, uh, hands up uh, for anybody who has any questions for our panellists.
4: Yeah, I'm uh, Darren here from XCOM. I'm interested in the traffic driving part of this because you've been talking about the content, we've been talking about methods to follow, following them engaging or not engaging, but driving traffic, you know, Facebook, like you've mentioned before, the, the reach is gone organically, you've got to pay to play. So what are, you, what are your thoughts around the best strategies around driving traffic to your assets once you've created them, whatever they are, whether they're a short form piece that you've done in house or a super produced piece that you've paid, you know, $50,000 for, What? what's your best sort of plan around driving the traffic to get the engagement you need from it? Um,
3: I think, again, I'm going to... I know I sound like a broken record all the time, but it comes down to understanding where your ideal customers and clients are hanging out. Um, It's the same with content marketing, but um, if they're hanging out on Facebook then you need to know what those demographics and those psychographics are and everything you need to target people with a message that is, really resonates with them. As I said before, you've got to enter the conversations going on in their head and that needs to align with them and empathise with them to the point where they go, I want to know more about that and I want to see what they're all about, where they come through to your, your then owned assets. Um, so when I say that, first my first rule of social media is to get the hell off social media and get them onto your website and into your database because then you own that data. So, I guess, you know, it's just, it's just basic, just understanding where they're hanging out, sending them a message that is really relevant to them, empathizes with them, and connects with them on, a, on an emotional level, because that will drive more traffic to your platforms, no matter what, if that message is compelling enough.
1: It's going to be kind of self-qualified as well, to an extent, then, isn't yeah. it? Because uh, you're giving them a message they want to hear. Uh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. So, do you want
0: to go first?
5: and uh, i always just a a quick note also i'm always looking at what the successful actions were because and then strengthening that so some industries if you're targeting medical for example they're very much into trade shows and things like that so you want to be at the trade shows and you want to be you know targeting anything that's connected with that or jump on other people's newsletters by writing an article and ringing them and saying hey would you like some content to add to your newsletter and you know accessing other people's databases also. So depending on where, but yeah, basically, you know, I do a lot of face-to-face stuff. So different to these guys as well. I do this stuff too, but I'm very much in, like, out and in people's face. Lucas, (laughs) just
2: quickly. Yeah, uh, has anyone heard of Albert AI? I have. A few nods.
1: We had a a panellist who works with that platform, uh, I think it was last year, yeah.
2: Yeah, cool. So it's not for SME just yet, unfortunately. You need to spend thirty k a month on marketing uh, as a marketing budget to be able to get hold of the platform. But think of artificial intelligence uh, or machine learning uh, to enable you to to foresee the the data requirements from the customers that you that are buying from you, and it gives it to you in milliseconds. And so, if it, to answer your question, where do we spend our marketing budget, and and how do we drive tra- traffic to convert leads? Um, to customers, the biggest thing we see in most of the organisations we work, they they spend between three hundred thousand to a million dollars a year on marketing, and it's a scattergun approach. It's like literally blah, and hopefully something sticks. Because um, I don't know, because it's, it's such it's this world right that we live in. That it's uh, where do I where do I target? Where do I focus? And where do I spend my money? What you realize is once you do figure out broken record here, your ideal ideal avatar, you focus that particular niche. What we're finding a huge amount of traffic and uplift is influencers. Um, So either using an influencer platform, to do it for you or, or finding your own influences in your market um, and throwing, uh, you know, influencers are not, are not cheap, unfortunately, 5, 10, 15, 20 grand, uh, but that, you know, will sell it 10 times faster and more effective and drive traffic than anything else uh, you're currently doing.
1: So, laser focus and, and having a trusted voice as well through something like an influencer. Uh, next question. Do we have another question in the audience?
4: Hi, I'm Callum from Weber Barbecues. Um, it's probably more of a B2C question, but what platforms are really the way to go for a business that's maybe a you know, small or independent business at the moment um, that's looking to actually go out and and capture where is you know where is the consumer for these people?
3: Sorry, I didn't quite hear that. Um, uh, can you uh, I think the with?
1: question was uh, what tools and, and products do we need to buy or, or engage yeah. with?
4: What what platforms are really working at the moment? What is the best the best way for people to best talk to the mass market? Mm.
3: Depends on your industry. Really depends on who your um, who your customers are. Uh, Can you tell us who your customers are?
4: Well it's it's B2C. So I work with independent retailers who yep. want to then go and talk to the mass market and thankfully I work in an industry where Everybody is a potential customer. So, so possibly
1: an inbound marketing approach for B to C? Correct. Yep. Any anybody want to take that one up? It's
2: more emotional selling, but I'd be going back to the point of uh, with the ideal avatar. So let's let's talk the consumer from a barbecue point of view. Um, yeah. So uh, tradies, right? So if we just targeted tradies and we know where tradies are going to sit, hey, we know I've th-
5: got a Weber. <laughs> so just tradies. So <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm, I'm, just, I'm just making an assumption here. Um, <laughs> semi-fictional, personas, so yeah, okay. semi-fictional persona. Yeah, semi-fictional persona. What we've found really works in that particular field is combination of everything we're talking about plus radio. Because tradies, are, uh, they're on the radio listening to it and people think radio is dead. It's uh, actually not dead if you have the right lead magnets and generation to, to generate the traffic to you. So all platforms, but focus on the platform that suits a particular mar- uh, market you're after. Um, that's, yeah, and then probably really doesn't answer your question, monitor but, yeah. the results,
5: right? Yes, yeah, 100%. Monitor, monitor, and then whatever's working, do more of that.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Do we have any other questions or should we move to... Uh... I've got a
4: follow-up if that's Okay.
1: Oh Yeah, uh, yeah. we can do one more and then we're going to have to move because uh, we're running out of time and people have sorry families to, to go home to. Yeah.
4: More from a, no, from a B2B point of view in terms of, so you mentioned uh, James earlier about the, uh, or Tyson, sorry, about, the, um, about not working with people that maybe don't do less, uh, more than 250K um, in terms of that. How do you, and even if your content strategy is great, you get the wrong customer come to you um, to want to work with you. How do you say no? How do you reject effectively that customer? Just be honest with them.
3: Um, uh, I, I remember ages ago, you know, years and years ago, when uh, I, was a, I was a little marketing coordinator and I was, I was ta- I was, we, we were doing a new website for our business. And I was trying to find an agency to help us do that. I had not engaged with an agency b- before. I haven't read any of their content. I hadn't, they hadn't engaged with me. Um, so I, called, I was calling up everyone, I was just doing cold calling trying to find the right partner and one of them just said, how much are you willing to spend? And we said, oh, 10 grand? They go, oh no, sorry, we only do websites for 30 grand plus. So okay, thank you, bye. It doesn't hurt being honest, I think, um, really just saying this is this is about. But one thing that we pride ourselves on at Business Depot is connecting them with the right people that can help them because that also adds value to the relationship. Even though they're not a customer, they're still going to sing your praises anyway because you've still helped them solve a problem. So I think it's aligning yourself with those strategic, like having those strategic alliances, those strategic partners that you can then refer to if it doesn't work out.
1: I have had that exact conversation with a a web development agency, sorry you don't have enough money. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our final top tips for the evening. I've asked uh, each of our panellists to bring along uh, an idea of what we should be taking away. If there was one thing that they could uh, tell us or inform us of uh, that we should walk away with as a result of coming here tonight, uh, then what would it be? And uh, I'm going to ask each of them in order from Tyson through to Lucas on the end there, uh, what is your top tip for our audience this evening, Tyson?
3: This is really hard to narrow it down to one, by the way. It's a lot harder than it is. But we didn't talk about it much, but uh, my top tip is know the qualifiers of your ideal clients or customers. If you know the qualifiers and you're able to use those questions uh, in your forms, on your website, on your landing pages, you're able to lead them on a journey. They become a part of your ideal client database and you basically spend less time talking yourself out of a sale. People who aren't qualified, who raise their hands, are more than likely shopping for price. So you don't want that. You want them to see value in your product or your service. So knowing the qualifiers will align that a lot closely with what you have to offer. Great. Deanna.
5: Okay. So for me, uh, my number one tip is outflow actually creates inflow, right? So you need to be noisy. And the, ma- the, the, the most amount of attention you can get will equal money for you, right? So really trying to make as much noise as you can. If you're a small business and you can't engage a bigger agency to help you, then use all the mediums you can, like blog writing and, you know, everything you possibly can do in order to make, create as much attention for yourself as you can to create that, that inflow back towards your business.
1: Excellent. Thanks, Deanna. Lucas.
2: Give, give, give. Uh, we talked about education before. Education is the number one thing that uh, people get misled about this is around your products and services. And so um, the key thing that we get asked all the time and especially our clients that uh, go on this journey with us, uh, they don't want to give away their IP. And they don't want to give away their IP because they're afraid that someone's going to steal their IP. Unless you're the founder or you really have this particular um, uh, sense of really... Uh, Uh, wanting to steal someone else's uh, idea or concept or or creation or content or whatever, give them everything because they can go do it themselves. Eventually, they'll come back and and buy your service and product anyway. Um, I don't know if that relates to to the audience here. Uh, Majority of people I speak to don't want to give away everything. Give as much as possible.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a really informative panel for me. I hope you've taken away a lot. Uh, Please give it up for our panel.
0: Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode's content. If you'd like to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We love seeing how far our Australian podcast has reached around the world. A shout-out to our listeners in the States, Germany and London and wherever you may be listening from. You can check out the show notes for more information about this episode and a link to an upcoming Networks event. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter and tune in soon for the next instalment.